if it gets to a point where you have to tell a man to choose between you and whatever else it is, you've gone too far down yeah. the road. <laughs> Come back to the junction and drive down the other road. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn. And today we have an episode I'm very excited about. My friend Achiang Agutu is in the studio. I've wanted to have her on for so long. She, I met her on the Vegas trip. I didn't even mention that in the episode, but I met her on the infamous Vegas trip. Um, And we've been friends ever since. And she defines herself as the tantalizing confidence queen on every platform She's gotten over half a million followers on Instagram, over 350K on TikTok with her confidence tips and her videos. She's your internet hype bestie. Um, And she also has her own podcast that she recently started called The Queen's Archives Podcast. And she is in the top seven for Sports Illustrated Swim Search. So we are crossing our fingers that she's going to be the next rookie for 2024. Um, But she's also just array of human sunshine. I love having her around. And today we talked confidence. We talked about where she's from. She's uh, she's from Kenya. And um, we talked about shaving our heads. We talked about um, changing your appearance and if that makes you any less confident. So it was a really fun episode. I love it. There's some amazing nuggets in there. We gave some advice at the end for Tell It Like It Is. Um, and I think that's it. It's a really amazing episode. So I hope you guys love it. But here is a Chang. Today we have the amazing and wonderful Achiang Agutu in the Vulnerable Studio. Chang, welcome. Hi. Phoebe, I'm so excited to be here. Me too. This is an episode I've been wanting to do forever. You were on my mental list since I started the podcast. Period. Nice. So it feels like an honor to be here. Like, girl, you have a you have the what is it called? (laughs) What do we call this? A sign, you a have logo, the sign, a sign, the logo. We have the, the chair. We got the clear skin. Like this is where I really <laughs> wanted to be. I love it. Thank you for coming. Um, so I have a segment. My first one is called "What's Going Vaughn." It's a very punny podcast. Love. Um, so what's something going on in your life right now that you're excited about? I'm. Can I only say one thing? Can I say say whatever you want? Whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay, so I'm really excited to be moving. So I've been in my cute little studio apartment for the last year. I've been in New York for a year. And I feel like I've been through a lot in there. My growth has been in there. My crying, my happiness, (laughs) all that stuff has been in there. And so I'm excited to just move somewhere else and have like a bigger space and just also like experience something big. And I I love decorating. I love new spaces. Like I'm on Zilla every day looking at mansions. So so I'm not moving into a mansion, but (laughs) not yet. (laughs) Not yet. But I'm excited for my move. Um something else I'm also excited about, maybe nervous. I don't know if I'm excited, but excited. Um I had applied to be one of the swim like swim search winners with Sports Illustrated. And so right now we're just waiting for them to say Aching, yeah. you know? <laughs> Aching, you're the rookie. And yes. so I'm excited for that. You know, I'm manifesting that. That's my win. That's for me. So that's something I'm excited about too. 
I'm very excited about that for you. Thank I talked you. about it on the podcast too because I was like, oh my God, I'm a finalist. I'm in the top 24. And then I got cut. <laughs> oh my God, but I was wait, like, I remember this. Yeah. And I talked about you because I was like, my friend is also in it. She made it to the top 12. Like I'm rooting for her. And now it's what, six or seven? Seven. Okay. Well, now you're the rookie. Period. We're, we're speaking it into existence. <laughs> it's happened. Done. By the time this episode comes out, maybe they'll have announced. Yes. 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 Are you going to move in, stay in Brooklyn? I'm staying in Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn okay. girl. I've thought about other places because of space. I've thought like um, Long Island City. I've thought Jersey City. But the, it's just not the vibe. <laughs> I, I know you live in, in Jersey. I, I'm not, I'm not clowning okay. you. No. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But I feel like Brooklyn is where the culture is. The people, I love the Brooklyn. awesomeness, the, the good food, the beautiful men, me, you know? So <laughs> I just want to stay there. So I'm staying in Brooklyn. Fair. Yeah, no, I, I miss Brooklyn a little bit. Like, it is a vibe. It is a very different vibe in Jersey City. I like both. And I feel like Brooklyn was a stage in my, like, you know, I've been in New York a lot longer than you, like, mm -hmm. stage in my little life here. And I was ready for a different stage. But Brooklyn is a vibe. And I would have stayed if I could have afforded it. Well, no, you can come <laughs> visit I, me. Yeah. Let's have lunch. Come, please. Yes. I'll be back at the um, Dumbo house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. So for anyone who doesn't know you, mm -hmm. what's your sign? Where are you from? And how did you get started in our crazy little influencer industry? <laughs> okay. So I'm a Scorpio. Okay. Scorpiana. Um, no Scorpio slander will be... Will be, will be tolerated. Will be tolerated at <laughs> all. Um, I'm from Kenya. I was born and raised in Kisumu, Kenya. Um, lived there for 16 years of my life and then moved to the United States, um, to Indiana. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> and the other question was? How did you get started? How did I get started? Your confidence queen, badass bitchery. Period. <laughs> um, so it actually started in Indiana. Maybe that's a story for today. Okay. Actually. No, I want to hear. I don't know so, the story. Um, so I was in my um, undergrad, like my junior year of college. And um, I was like going into my senior year, was like in love with this boy who like broke my heart. And I was like, so lost and just didn't know what to do with myself. And my girlfriends were like, you can't let this man take over your energy. Like, he doesn't even care. Like, you live your life. You find something that is going to bring back the energy, bring back your vibe, make you feel better, make you feel, like, happy about living. And so then I started No Ordinary Noir as a blog and would post blogs, like, every week, like, telling the girls where to eat, where to shop, what skincare to use, what press-ons to use, like, all that stuff. I was like just kind of like exploring myself again and like finding things that made me happy and um, kind of moved that from my blog to Instagram and was just posting about my affinity for life. And the pandemic came through when the girls were inside making, you know, doing TikToks and making bread and making wait, banana bread. Did you make <laughs> banana bread? No, I never actually did. <laughs> I did. It was busing. The family loved it. Um, but I did that and it was in a place in my life where I've also trying to heal myself from just life in general. Yeah. And um, was going to therapy actively and um, trying to just work on myself and felt like I wanted more community to experience this with me. So then I started posting about my journey of, of self-love and self-confidence and um, just loving yourself as who you are. And here we are today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly it resonated with a few hundred thousand people. <laughs> Uh, no, I love that. I feel like I've had so many girls on that like started as a blogger. 
And I love that people say that because I feel like a lot of people, maybe like the younger Gen Z girlies, are like, oh my God, overnight success. Like people just blew up because of TikTok. And it's like, no, people have been grinding since blogs. Since blogs. Like oh, everyone says overnight success today is like actually 10 years or whatever the saying is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, my overnight success took 12 years. Yeah. Um, but it's like that. So I love that your story started like that. Mm -hmm. um, this question I get asked a ton and I feel like you probably do too. So I, I just want to know what your answer is. Mm -hmm. You probably have like a prepared answer at this point. But it's like people are always asking, how are you so confident? People <laughs> ask you that all the time. All the time. Sometimes it gets like annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like, going to say you know, it, but I feel you. As in like, love the question. I understand that. But I feel like, especially like for just like black women, I think it, it seems so visceral. Like, how are you? <laughs> confident like what do you mean it just doesn't make sense for people and it's like girl this is just who I am yeah. like I've decided that I'm going to live my life in this energy and like nobody's gonna stop me yeah and um how am I confident like girl I really don't know <laughs> I feel like I've tried so hard to like explain it and be like, it's because I wake up every day and I look at myself in the mirror. I tell myself, I love, yeah, that. But like, I also don't know. It's just a lifestyle. It's just like, I woke, I wake up every day and I choose to be the best version of myself. And if that means it's being confident, then that's what it is. Yeah. I think I've never taken it as like, insulting mm -hmm. like how are you so confident girl when you look like that no. <laughs> no 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 i feel like people are like especially for me i'm like in a bigger body they're like how are you confident in that crop top what do you mean yeah i'm confident what do you like you know so i feel like for me it's always been like a little bit of a backhand and be like mm. how but no i want to hear your yeah. your no, experience it's basically the same answer as you though because I think they're coming from a place of like, they just don't understand because like, it's one of those things where you either have it or you don't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, people will ask that because it's really like baffling to them. And I'm like, I don't have an answer for you. I just am. <laughs> I just am. Like, I'm like, I don't, I've, I've tried to be like, I don't know, my parents, like they maybe instilled like that I could do anything I wanted to in my life. I don't know. I really don't know where it comes from. It comes from within, I guess. <laughs> I, I think let's just make that. Let's just, that's, I, our, that's, answer. that's our answer. I'm, I'm tired of being like, yeah, it's because I read a book. And, hmm. <laughs> it's not, girl. I just am. Yeah. Simple. No, but I feel like I, the reason it, like, it doesn't bother me, but I just, I want I want to have an answer for them because I want to help them. Yeah. Like I want to help people become and feel more confident. But I feel like that's, I mean, you do that with all of your videos. Even like, obviously I am confident, but I don't think I'm the most confident person in the whole entire world. Mm -hmm. And like seeing you pop up on my, for you page and my, you know, my, what do you call it? Feed. I'm always like, damn, she really just read me to filth in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, do you think it has to do with you being from Kenya? Of what? Like, of just your whole attitude, personality, like, persona on the internet. Like, Honestly, no. No? Yeah, because um, when I was in Kenya, I lived in Kenya, I was the most timid, shy person in the world. Really? Very, very, very shy. I feel like my energy and my vibrance has come to be because of me being here hmm. um i grew up in a very conservative home a very conservative christian household and i'm the the youngest and the only girl and so my parents were like doing every single thing to make sure that i was protected like i lived in this bubble like i didn't even know how life happened outside of our house or mm. outside of school like it was just us 
And then my parents are Seventh-day Adventists. And so it's a very, very, very conservative a form of Christianity. My grandfather was. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> have, do, have you experienced this? No, because my mom, well, maybe a little bit when he was still alive when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But I know it's very very specific very specific <laughs> yes yeah. and so like that's like that that's how i grew up and like and i'm grateful for that that ex experience i had but the woman i was in kenya the woman i am now is so different like i tell this story to my friends and they're like girl that makes no sense but the day before i flew to the u.s the very first time uh, i had done these braids and i had it up in a bun and my cousins were like, girl, that, the braids like look so good on you. Like, can we see it down? And I was so terrified to even have my, my braids like let down. Yeah. Like that's how sh tip and shy I was. Like I was afraid it would look too much. <laughs> I was afraid it was looked, it would be suggesting something. Like that's how my life was then. So to see that growth from that to now is crazy. Like even my parents don't understand. Wow. Yeah. So what's, the, I mean, you were, you said 16 when you moved here. 16, yeah. So you were still like a girl. You weren't a full woman. I wasn't yet. a full woman. I was a young still, adult. Yes. Yeah. A teen. A teen. Um, so what's it like when you go back now? Um, so I was actually back. I know you're there recently. Like, yeah. And I think, um, I, I was, I was a little conflicted because I think my parents were expecting me to still be the way I was when I was back home. Mm. And I, even though my parents have like experienced me here in the U S and like throughout my growth, I think they still like expected some kind of conservativeness, if that's a word from me. And that was kind of hard because I'm like loud and I'm like want to laugh and all these things. I like my parents are like, you have to be quiet. <laughs> you have to hold yourself. And I'm like, I can't like, so it was like a little hard. And I think I spent a lot of time with myself to kind of just like explore living in Kenya as the as the person I am now, mm -hmm. um, like without like the guidance of my parents and being like, oh, you can't do that. You can't wear this. You can't do this, you know? And so it was, honestly, it was difficult. Hmm. It was difficult just to be home and um, try and like still have my, still be the person that I am. Yeah. But also in the parameters of like Kenyan culture. Yeah. I feel like that's relatable though. Like even on a smaller scale, it's like when you go home, like obviously I'm not from New York, I'm from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So like even when I go home and like am at my mom's house, just like staying there for a week or something, it's like you kind of just automatically go back into this version of yourself that you were when you lived there. Yeah. So I could see how you'd be like kind of fighting between the two. Like this is who I am now. This is who I was. Who am I around my parents kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Um. I feel like we can't have you here without talking about hair because okay. I mean we can't have two bald baddies <laughs> in one place without yes. talking about. <laughs> I mean I'm kind of growing it out now, but whatever. I'm still bald at heart. Wait, are you actually gonna grow it? Grow it out? <sighs> uh, okay, so I <laughs> I hadn't cut it for a very long time, mm -hmm. and I was growing it out because I wanted to get braids. And I had messaged you too because when yes. you had gotten your braids, you literally had like way less hair. Than it was me. like this. It was. I mean, I still don't know how whoever did that did that. <laughs> Talent. <laughs> Talent, honey. Women um, in STEM. Women yeah. in STEM. And I was like, oh, well, if she can get that braided, I can get mine braided. Mm -hmm. And then I was trying to like blow it out and it was like too damaged and different lengths. And I was like, okay, I'll just wait till it's healthy or whatever. I went to get a trim. This girl took all my hair off. This was like 
two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm so mad. It I'm, was not a trim. It was she not a really trim. really just cut your hair. It's gone. Yeah. So I guess we're sort of starting over. I don't really know what my plan is. Um, but when did you shave your head? I shaved my head in 20... Oh, my God. Is it pre- 20, Yeah, no, 2015. That's oh, when okay. I started. Okay. But then I grew it out and, like, still had the braids and all that stuff. But it was just so hard and expensive and, and tiring and time-consuming to take care of, of hair. Yes. And I just didn't know. I didn't think I had the time and capacity to do it. And so I was just like, yeah, sure. Fair. And I think it's so easy. I Like, I feel, like, so liberated. And at first I was, like, nervous of, like, what my head would look like without hair. Yeah. And also feeling like I had always like hidden behind like long extensions and like and you know wigs and weaves and all these things and and was like afraid of how I would be perceived if I didn't have any hair yeah I get it um fully (laughs) but I still feel like I I don't know I thought that because you shaved your head before well mine was like a pandemic thing Mm -hmm. so I it's been difficult to do my hair and it takes a lot of money and it's time consuming, everything you just said. Mm-hmm. And so then during COVID, when I couldn't go to the hair salon anymore, that's when I was just like, order the clippers. Like, I can't. I you can't just do cut it. it yourself? That's it, yeah. Um, me and my roommate, like in the bathroom at my old apartment. And it was so freeing and so great. I also had the same thought of like, what does my head shape look like mm-hmm. under here? I have mm-hmm. no idea because you really don't know until you cut it off. Honestly. Um, we got lucky. <laughs> No, looks good. It looks great. <laughs> like I love how it just frames your face. Like you Aww. really see the beauty. Thank you. But yeah, no, I feel like I also hid behind the hair, especially when it came to like modeling stuff, mm. um, just being on camera. And even now, like I feel like you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you are past it to a point where it's like you will throw on a wig, you will yeah. grow out your hair, you will perm it real quick, you cut it back off. Like it seems like you're at a place where it's like, it's just hair. It's just an accessory. Like, yeah. I'm good. I would like to think that I'm at that place, but I'm really not because I feel like if I throw on some inches right now, like, I would be a lot more confident and feel a lot prettier. You think so? Yeah. Tell me more about that. It's <laughs> – I just – I don't want to feel that way, but it's the honest truth. I just think there's still so much – underneath there mm-hmm. that I clearly haven't unpacked because mm-hmm. I thought like oh when I shave it off it's like okay if I can if I can be a baddie bald like I let it go like hair doesn't own me whatever but then it's like now that it's been a while and I'm like I think I want some more hair like I think men, like even when I was dating I was like oh yeah well men will find me much more attractive if I have long hair mm. and blah 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 and then like the other half of me is like I don't give a fuck what men think like I'm not doing this for them so it's still kind of like an internal struggle within me. I've thought about that, especially when it comes to dating. Yeah. I've thought that the kind, like the, the men that I date, a lot of them come up and they're like, oh yeah, you're such a strong woman. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really weak. I can't even lift this pillow. I can't open this I door. I'm like, you're a strong woman. And I think because my hair is shaved and all that, they think that that is the energy that I, I give. Yeah. And um, I think... I've thought of a lot of times that, oh, I should have more, like I should have hair, I should have like extensions to like make myself seem more feminine. Feminine. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a struggle I've had like back and forth. And like, I used to to date this guy who like would always tell me like, you should have some hair, you should have, I was like, you should, you should 
you have a big wallet. And, <laughs> you know, like uh, we want things here that we both can't have. So what can we do here? But I think with that, I think you should like really unpack that. Yeah. Well, I just think if it's, if, if you really only want, as a guy, like if you really only want me because I have some hair, like if you don't like me when I don't have hair, like you, I shouldn't be with you anyway. But is that is such, men are so simple minded. Yeah, and visual. Like literally, it's like, oh, I can't, I don't like you because you don't have hair. Sir, if I tell you the things I don't like about you, we will, we will have a therapy session right now. Like, yeah. honestly. Oh, I was thinking about that because I'm just like, okay, let's say I, I grow my hair out, get some braids or get whatever. And then, uh, okay, now I have more male attention. It's like, did I, do I really want those guys? I know. That's, it's just, it's not it. Yeah. Does it make you, are you dating now? Like I am. Are you dating someone or are you dating everyone? I'm dating everyone. <laughs> I'm dating everyone. I think this is the first time in a long time that I've felt really confident in dating people mm. and not felt like I've had to be a very, like a certain way or do a certain thing to like accommodate men in my life. Hmm. And um, I feel like I'm having fun and not feeling like I'm tied down to something. Yeah. Um, which where, feels like fun and freeing to me. Right. Where yeah. do you think that like switch change ish came from to make you feel more confident now, specifically in dating? Oh, well, honestly not caring. Yeah. And also dating more than one person. <laughs> you know, everybody says that. I've just, I've never been able to do that, but I don't know. I know. It's not like I'm like, I, I'm like, I have a roster. Of right. Like, oh, Tom, Jerry. <laughs> like, it's not a long roster. Oh, it's Tom like, and Jerry. You know, <laughs> Um, I think like uh, the way I love and the way I date people is that I'm invested. Like if I if I see that there's something between us and something that I feel like can grow, I'm invested. Yeah. But then we're in this like weird day and age where like like men feel like when you're more interested that it means you're clingy. It's like no, I'm actually just trying to date you because I I like you. Right. Um. And so it would get to a point where I was like, yeah, I feel like you know. I like I enjoy hanging out with you. You you enjoy hanging out with me. Like would love to move this to another space or like another stage. And they're like, oh. <laughs> and then it's like, yo, I feel like I've invested so much of my time and and in getting to know you and and wanting to build something with you. And then you just say you gotta go. Yeah. And so I feel like in the space of like dating more than one person, I feel like. I'm not like tied down yeah. to something. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's me running away from like commitment. I don't know. <laughs> no, but, but it makes you like not get too like excited about one person yeah. if you have, you know, I don't know, three mm -hmm. and you're not committed to them yet. They're not committed to you. So you don't need to be like, I'm only focusing all my energy on you until they say yeah. that that's what they want to do. Yeah. And I'm also just not looking for like, a long-term partner right now. Yeah. I think there's like so many other things that excite me in mm -hmm. my life right now. Um, and dating is one of them, but like there's so many other things. Yeah. Um, and that time will come. And my mom keeps on saying, oh, that time should be now. I'm like, <laughs> girl, <laughs> let's be serious. Let's be focused. Let's be guided. Um, yeah. But... No, I love yeah. that it's not like your main priority. And I feel like whenever that is the case, that's when like somebody pops up. I know. It's like, I'm not, I'm not focused on dating right now. And then boom, your husband. I know. But then that, <laughs> that was me. I was like, I'm not focused on dating now. <laughs> I don't want a man. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you know? funny. Okay, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and do Chell It Like It Is.
Someone wrote in and said, I just moved to a new city and I feel like I have no idea how to find my people. I have to start from scratch with a friends group. I can't even think about dating yet. And I'm a naturally shy person, but I'm sick of feeling so alone. How do I put myself out there? I feel like moving to a new city is scary, but it's fun. Um, Things that helped me is finding the things that like I was excited about, whether that is playing tennis or painting or being in a coffee shop or shopping or whatever, going into those spaces and because those spaces like tend to have the people who have the same mindset as you mm-hmm. or like have the same interests. And so like when I moved to New York, as in I was lucky that I had a few friends here and there, um, but then I would go to like coffee shops and kind of just like hang there and there'd be like these group of girls who would like hang out there doing work as well. And so then I just, we just connected like that. Yeah. I think it's it's different than like dating. Like finding friends is is kind of tough. Yeah. Um. So I think just going into spaces where you feel like you could find like-minded people. Yeah. Or like do do things, do activities. There's so many things in like each city um, that can help you like find friends. Like Airbnb experiences like has like, like cooking, um, cooking events or like bar crawls or food crawls and stuff like that. And it's a fun and easy way to meet people. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually did that when I was by myself in Paris. Mm-hmm. I did an Airbnb experience that was like a wine tasting and a cheese thing. And then like a lot of other people that were alone did the experience too. So then we all like hung out all day after and like went bar hopping. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's hard when because she said like, oh, I'm naturally shy. Yeah. That's hard. But like you said, if you sign up for like a painting class or something, for the first three sessions, you don't have to talk to anybody. That's you true. You can just paint your stuff. And then like you're naturally going to bump into somebody in the elevator that you've seen four times in a row. And then maybe you'll get the courage to be like, hey, want to go get a coffee? But I feel like I know it's hard if you're like naturally shy. But I think <clears throat> if you really want to create a friend group and or like find friends who you know, will make your experience in the city better or whatever. Like you actually have to put yourself out there. Yeah. So it means the stepping out of that discomfort of being like, oh my God, what if they say something? But like just going up and saying hi. Yeah. And um, remembering that like other people want friends too and are yeah. afraid to do it. <laughs> so <laughs> We're all like in just like freshmen in college. Yeah. <laughs> Living in a big city trying to make friends. So like just step a little bit out of your comfort zone. I think the Airbnb experiences are super fun. Um, whatever city you're in, like definitely a food focused one is the best. Yeah. Because I feel like food is a great way to bring community together. It's a great way to connect with people. Um, and I don't know. I feel like friendship and love starts with good food. Yeah, just say hi to somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, just say hi. If they don't say hi back, if you're getting weird vibes, like you can always abort. <laughs> just say hey. And also like you have to know somebody from maybe your old city or like one of your friends that lives somewhere else that knows somebody in your new city. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like when I first moved to New York, my first thing was like reaching out to people that I already knew from home mm-hmm. to see who they knew in New York. And then I would set up like a little friend date with them. And then maybe maybe you don't connect with them, but maybe you meet their friends and then, yeah. you know, like – Try to do that, too, if you can. I love that. Okay, next question. My boyfriend says that he loves me, but he also says he's nowhere near ready to get married. We've been together for three years. We're in our early 30s, and it scares me that he's not even ready to consider it. 
I can't help but think maybe he just doesn't consider it with me. Am I letting my insecurities self-sabotage this or am I just wasting my time? Ooh. <laughs> Girl. That's tough because I feel like sometimes it is hard to tell. Maybe she needs to have a therapist and talk it out with them. But like it's hard to tell sometimes if you are making stuff up and like sabotaging because you're insecure about things mm-hmm. or like it's if, actually if, something. Yeah. Or if it's really like time to go. I think being with somebody for that long, I think if they, let me, let me rephrase this. <laughs> I, I want to say a lot of things. They're clearly not on the same page yeah. on marriage. And I think if she's willing to wait it just, there's no space for waiting. I feel like you and your partner from the get-go should be on the same page about certain things and marriage should be one of them. Mm. Like even a year in, if that, that should be telling of like, yo, we're in it for the, for the long run, right? We've been together for a year. We love each other. Second year, we're in it. Third year, we're in it. Like I feel like it gets to a point where like this man, if this man continues to just like give her the excuse of like, I love you, but I'm not ready for marriage. Then when will you be ready for marriage? If that's what some is, if that's something that she actually wants, I don't think she should like just abort mission <laughs> and be like, okay, deuces. Um, but I think it should be like a, a conversation of, yo, are we really on the same page about what we truly want for each other and for this relationship? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's easy to just like leave, but it might also make sense for you to like leave because there's some of my friends who like have dating dating men for six years nothing and then they leave a relationship and in one year they're married Mm. you know that's what happened to diddy and cassie oh (laughs) they were together for 10 years or something and she left and she was like married in two years and so i think it's just having a conversation with your partner of are we on the same page yeah and figuring out what that looks like for you because we could say like, yeah, leave him. Go right. get your man. Go get you somebody who loves you better. No, it's like, are we really on the same page? And what do we want for each other? And if that's not marriage, then maybe that doesn't work for us. And if that is, then great, let's work towards this. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a three years part that like scares me a little bit because it's like by year three, I feel like even if you were on the same page about like, I don't want to get married right now, but we both want to get married in like two years or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're not even in the same book. (laughs) They're they're different (laughs) books. Yeah, like she's ready to get married. And okay, you could sit there and wait for another year or another two years or whatever. But it's like if you don't even have a timeline then you're going to be sitting there building all this resentment. That's going to seep into the rest of your relationship because, yeah. like, every he's not going to be able to do anything right because he won't marry you. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to put this like pan on the stove wrong, and you're going to be like, "What the fuck? Why aren't we married? Why <laughs> oh, you're breathing like that?" <laughs> no, but the thing that also gets me um, that she said is, oh, wait, I about can't wait. maybe it's not with her. No, not that, but that he, she he, says, "I really want to get married." He says, "Yeah, but I love you." What is that? <laughs> that's a weird, like, that's such a disconnect that yeah. his response to the, I want to get married is that, yeah, but I love you. Right. Um, That's kind of alarming to me. Yeah, because you can love a lot of people. A lot of people. Like, you guys can be in love and that's fine. And it makes it really, really hard to walk away. And again, we're not saying, like, run away immediately. 
But it's just like sometimes you love somebody and it still doesn't work out because you don't want the same things. Yeah. And it's really sad and unfortunate, but like that's just the way it goes sometimes. So like have a conversation, try to see where if there is a timeline, if he like because maybe if you haven't actually communicated how serious you are about wanting to get married right this second, like maybe he not saying he doesn't know, but like I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here. Maybe he just doesn't know how serious like pressing it is for you. So maybe you could just say like, hey, like one more, one last conversation. Like, hey, this is how I feel. This is what I want. If we're not going to be on the same page, let me know so I don't have to waste my time. And I think that's it. I, I don't think you need to give him, um, what is it called? Ultimatum. Like, an ultimatum as in, yeah, but or like a timeline. Yeah. Like, I think a relationship is two people going 100% for each other and knowing, trying to be on the same page about things, right? And it feels like they have a disconnect. She's like, yeah, I want to marry you. And he's like, yeah, but I love you. And he, and it's just, they're in two different books, right. two different places in their lives. And a lot of these things are like, happen when like men feel like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not financially stable enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not this enough. When, when it comes to love, regardless of whatever it is, regardless of where you stand financially, if we both love each other and we want to spend the rest of our lives with each other, if if marriage makes sense, then it makes sense. Yeah. It just feels like a little bit of an excuse. I agree. And I think she should like maybe have that conversation. And I don't think you should give a man. I hate ultimatums. I mean, there's no need for an ultimatum. There's no just, need for No, I, in general, you, yeah. I hate ultimatums. Have you watched Ultimatum? I did. <laughs> I hate ultimatums. I think it's like dumb. Like you're giving somebody like, it's either me or you're leaving or me or like this. It's like, if it gets to a point where you have to tell a man to choose between you and whatever else it is, you've gone too far down yeah. the road. <laughs> Come back to the junction and drive down the other road. And I think, babe, just have a good, con- just sit down and have a very honest conversation with this man. Like if this is somebody you really want to spend the rest of your life with, you owe it to yourself and to and to this relationship to really have that candid moment and like really figure out what you want. Like you said, you're in your thirties. And if that's, if that's something that is pressing for you, like, yeah, do it. And I feel like, like you said earlier about men being simple, like not, I don't want to be like, girl, it's just you, but it's like, I just feel like men, when they want to marry someone, it's just, they just do it. They just do it. It's really like, it's just, it's kind of that simple. Like maybe he needs you to be like, hey, it's not, not not an ultimatum, but like I really just that's like the in a in a year thing. I really feel like sometimes they really just like oh that's my wife done. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, girly. Good luck. <laughs> Rooting for you, sending Rooting, you love. Yes. Um. Okay, I have one final question that I mm-hmm. ask all my guests. Is there anything that you would like to be vulnerable about today? Mm. Share with us. Um. Yeah. Let me start it here. So my platform is all about loving yourself in the way that you deserve to, to feel like the best version of yourself and feel the most confident. And I feel like people have misconstrued that into like, oh yeah, but if you do this or if you lose weight or if you add weight or if you do this to your face or whatever, that that is you not loving yourself. And so... For years, I've thought about getting my teeth done for years. And I'm, I've made the decision that I'm going to get my teeth done for my birthday. 
But I 100% know there'll be a ton of backlash for that. Mm. And people be like, but I thought you loved yourself. I do and do <laughs> and do. Um, but I feel like people will like see that as a cosmetic surgery to change myself. And that that means that I didn't love myself before. Mm. So that so like I'm, I'm doing something cosmetic to make myself better, but I'm still preaching to people to love themselves, which I, I just feel like that's like a really touchy space for me because I feel like I've not done a lot of things that I wanted to in my life because I'm a, like kind of afraid of my audience. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Like, I just hate backlash. I feel like I get it already every single day, let alone doing something that I feel like will make me feel good and happy for somebody else on the internet to come and misconstrue that and make it negative is something that really terrifies me. Mm, that is so hard. I feel like in the space that you're in specifically with your brand being surrounded around confidence mm -hmm. because... I don't know. There has to be a line somewhere. Like you would think these people would be happy to see you doing something that, that makes, makes you feel good. even more confident. Yeah. Like just uh, what exactly are you going to do to your teeth? Um, so I'm getting like a bridge on this side of my teeth because I used to have this dentist in Kenya who was just yanking up my teeth. <laughs> like, honestly, like, and so they just like messed up how my teeth are like I still have baby teeth and all these things so it's kind of like mm. also unhealthy for me to like still have that yeah and so I just wanted to get like just a re reconstruction of just how my teeth are yeah um and you know get my cavities fixed girl go go to the dentist and get yeah. your cavities done um and all that fun stuff and I think for me that's something I want to do that will make me feel good and happy and um but I think my Anxiety comes from um, what people will say. Mm. And I think I'm like a person who like really doesn't care what people will say. But if it's something that would affect my brand and affect the way people perceive me mm. in, in my passion for my work and my passion for really wanting better for the people who follow me and the brands I work with and all that stuff, like it's just feels like touchy. Mm. No, I understand where yeah. the anxiety comes from, mm -hmm. but I feel like I know it's hard to look at the positive versus the negative, but I feel like the positive will overwhelmingly outweigh the negative. <laughs> like I think people are going to be so happy for you. So happy that if that's something you wanted to do that you did. Um, and I think the people that comment the negative, like, Oh my God, I, I saw myself in you with my teeth and now you're going to do this. And like, that means that, that I should, you know, like, I think it says more about those people that does about you. <laughs> Preach. Honestly. <laughs> it really does. Um, it reminds me of, did you ever watch America's Next Top Model? Yes. Like back in the day. Okay. So Danielle, she had a gap in her teeth and yes. Tyra like didn't want her to fix it. She wanted to fix it. And it was like a whole thing. And I just feel like it's always something like that when people are like, well, we got to know you with your gap. Like that's, that's what made you different. Like that's what made me feel, how could you, how dare you close your gap? And it's like, what, what? girl, what? <laughs> this is my life. Like yeah. I can do whatever I want. Anytime I see people doing stuff, like even like cosmetic surgery, like my friend just got a chin implant, uh, not implant, um, 
chin lipo or like mm-hmm. whatever. And she's like, it's just something that I've always not liked about myself since high school. Like I still feel like I was beautiful and now this will make me feel better. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very happy for you. If that's what Thank you want to do, I'm excited to see the teeth. I'm excited to see the smile. And fuck the minority that's going to be mad at you. <laughs> they can unfollow you. It's fine. They Bye. can. We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Actually, I'm, I'm glad like I heard that because I was like talking to my manager about it and she was like, you know, it's whatever makes you happy yeah. at the end of the day. And people will talk regardless of whether you do it or not. Anything you do, people will talk. It's the internet. Yes. So. No, the majority of your followers, the, one, the real ones that support you for whatever you are and however you show up, they're going to be there for you. Thanks, baby. Oh, thank you so much for being here. This was amazing. This was so cute. Thank you for having of me. Of course. Tell everyone where they can find you on all your socials. Um, You can find me on the sexy, tantalizing part of the internet at No Ordinary Noir on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me on my podcast at the Queen's Archives on Spotify, Apple podcast wherever you get your podcast goodies yeah you can find me looking sexy in the streets of new york <laughs> in brooklyn in brooklyn um yes and you can find us at vulnerable pod on youtube you can find me at chelsea vaughn on instagram chelsea vaughn underscore on tiktok and that's it guys we'll see you next episode bye